When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's happening, everybody? Thank you so much for joining me on a long walk to Cleveland. Find this podcast, Apple Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, every day, 9.45 a.m. It's going live on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Uh, a couple of shows coming up. June 9th, Stand Up Raw, downtown Minneapolis. Our, what would this be? Episodes 10, 11, and 12 already. 10 bucks, 12 comics. The Groupon of comedy. You ain't going to find a special like that going on anywhere else. This isn't no clip and save. You're not getting that in the mailer pack. No, no, no. You're getting that from us. Comedians that want to give you comedy on the cheap. Seriously. Listen, you get 12 comedians. Of those 12, 10 of them are going to go on to become multimillionaire, wildly successful, incredibly famous comedians. You better get it in now for 10 bucks, okay? Because you're going to eventually start paying 150 to go see these people in a theater. I don't know the math on that. That's, that's like 97% of the comedians you're going to see on June 9th are all going to be famous, multimillionaire, wildly successful comedians. You're not going to get that anywhere else. Never. Then the Dirty Show, June 11th. Of those... Seven comics. Six are going to become wildly successful, incredibly famous, multi-millionaire comics. They shall take over Jerry Seinfeld's comedians in cars getting coffee. Except for at that point, it will be called comedians in cars drinking whatever it is that we will be drinking in the next 23 years. I imagine it's got to be some sort of coffee, but it's got to, you know. It'll have some, all right, fuck it. I don't know where this is going. Anyway, um, what's up to everybody on the live feed? Thanks for hopping on already this morning. What's up, Jamie? Hi, Scooter. Uh, what's up, Olina? Hi, Anna. Good to see everybody. <clears throat> Thanks for jumping on to uh, Facebook and YouTube as well. Really appreciate that. But uh, June 11th, The Dirty Show. I'll have a uh, ticket info. Uh, that should be coming up probably in the next couple of, uh, next uh, week or so, since that show is going to be coming up soon. What's up, BJ? How are you, man? Good to see you. Uh, last night, Wednesday, went out, did a couple of sets, downtown Minneapolis, then ran over to St. Paul, ran the Comedy Cave at Keg and Case. There's something about 
watching new people get into comedy, and regardless at what age, it doesn't matter. Because I found stand-up at the age of 27 and then took some time off and then got back into it when I was 40. So when I see people that are really young, you know, there's a gal that's been running around town. Her dad has been taking her to Mike's. This girl named Parker. And Parker's funny. Obviously, she needs a lot of, you know, tweaking and polishing and writing. But the fact that she's 16 and her dad's driving her around to have somebody like a support system to get you that stage time at such a young age, it's so fucking valuable, man. Everybody in my family was like, shut the fuck up. Shut up. You will speak when spoken to. Shut up. No one was going to. First off, I lived in a place where there was no stage. The only stage we had was the Hibbing High School stage, and there wasn't a chance in hell that they were ever going to let you on that thing and do some stand-up. <laughs> I did stand-up in the fifth grade, won the talent show by stealing a guy's set from A&E's Evening at the Improv. That was the last time. There was never, ever, ever going to be another you know, open mic. It's not like big comedians were rolling through town. You couldn't just run on down to the VFW and do, do a guest set. That shit didn't exist. So when I'm watching new comics get up and do something at such a young age, man, it's invigorating. What's up, Jen? Hi, Amanda. And the reason why I I bring this up is last night when I was at Comedy Cave, there was a gal that I have never seen before. And mark my words, put it on this. What was today? May 19th. Put this shit on a scroll. Get a guy with a beard and a robe. Send him down from the mountaintop. Moses is coming. This shit's going to be, mark my words, mark my words. There's a gal by the name of Tina Hennis, Hennis, Hennis. Fuck, I can't remember. Anyway, it doesn't matter because eventually everyone will know this girl's name. That girl got up on stage. It was like her third time doing stand-up. I've never seen anybody. And I'd say in the last two years, I don't think I've seen anybody get up with as much confidence and as much swag, swagger, swag. No, swag is stuff. Swagger is what, yeah. Swagger is what you want to, it's vibrato. I've never seen somebody jump into it that clean, that good, that fast. It's like her third time on stage. And I went, oh, she's got it. Was it the funniest thing I've ever seen? No. Was it the most polished set? No. Did she leave the mic stand in front of her the entire fucking time? Yes. That drives me crazy when comics do that. That is like basics number one. Move the goddamn mic stand. But I let it go because one, she was pretty goddamn funny. But two, she had it. And when I watched her, I went, oh, give that girl 10 years. By the time that girl is 33, she will be a household name. You can see it. You can see it in her. You could, you could tell. She's the life of the goddamn party. I thought about her set all night last night and even into today. I was like, that girl is goddamn good. She's so good. I don't know if she's got enough people in her corner that tell her that she's good, but goddamn it, I'm going to be that guy to tell her. So after her set, right before I had gone up, I, I walked over. I'm like, by the way, you are, fuck, you are funny, girl. You are funny. Don't stop. The days when you get up and you bomb, don't stop. Whatever you do, don't got, the world needs you. Trust me. There's something going on. Like her jokes were so well, just the timing. 
and the smile and the cadence. I went, that's her third time on stage. You can't teach that shit. There's only one other guy I've ever seen. His name was Brooks. And Brooks got up on stage and the first time ever on stage won the Acme's funniest person, funniest person. I don't know what they call theirs. Funniest person, funniest person of the day. I think that's how, anyway, they, he won the comedy. First time he'd ever done it. First time ever. That shit's remarkable. He was a natural. I don't know what the fuck he's doing now. Probably, you know, working at a Trader Joe's somewhere. But he was goddamn good. And that's what I see in that. I was so, I was so excited for her because I thought, you got so much going on for you. You don't even know it yet. You know when you hear somebody and they're like, oh, well, I'm actually just going to sit down. I'm going to start Barry. I saw it was on HBO. I'm going to sit. You just like, you get excited for them. You're like, oh my God, I'm so angry that you get to go through what I get to go through, but I don't get to go through it again. I watched her and went, fuck, dude, if there was, if you could just take that magic clock and rewind it, that is where I would want to be. That girl got up and she fucking was so good. So much so that I actually hit her up on Instagram this morning and said, hey, again, I just want to say how funny you are. Was your set amazing last night? No. <laughs> I didn't put that in the email because that would have been a dick move. But I just said, uh, I just want you to know you are really funny and there's going to be times when you are going to want to quit and when this is going to be too much and it's a goddamn drag, but wake up every single day and keep at it. Keep at it no matter what. Don't stop. Whatever you do. That girl is funny. I'm telling you guys right now. I'm marking my words. If that girl sticks with this for in 10 years, she will. they'll, they'll give her a Netflix. I, you can see it. Sometimes you can just see it in people. Is it polished and great at this moment? No, absolutely not. No. Even people that have been doing it for 10 years ain't that polished. <laughs> but you can see it in her. And I, I, that shit excites me, man. I like seeing that. I like seeing when people start finding out who they are. And to be able to do that at such a young age, man. You know? I found radio when I was 17. And I knew from that moment that's exactly what I wanted to do. Radio at 17, and there was, I, I gave everything for it. That's exactly what I was going to do with my life. And I did it, and I had a blast doing it for 20 plus years, and then went, all right, that's it. Now we're done. I have exhausted this as much as I can. I am getting nothing in return. I have squeezed every single last drop out of this sponge. Time to move on. Try new shit. As we talked about yesterday, everybody's starting new careers and trying new things at some point in life because they're just not feeling it anymore. That's the type of shit you got to do, man. So uh, I'll get a name for you. I'm telling you guys. I'll tell you what. It's, it's May 19th, 2022. May 19th of 2023. I will, I will guarantee that that girl will start getting on the shows. And I will, I, I will pay... Everybody who listens to this podcast, everybody who watches the live streams, I will pay for all of your tickets to come and see her because she's that funny. Trust me. She's hilarious. <clears throat> Which always feels weird sometimes when you're a dude in this, you know, when you're in entertainment. Like when I was in radio, I was always like, you can't tell people that they're, that they're good or that they're bad because it's like there's an HR thing. And now I'm like, fuck it. Listen, you're good. You're good. I don't give a shit if people don't think you are. You shouldn't give a shit if people don't think you are. You have to be on such a, 
I, I was talking to Riley Cosgrove yesterday because he listened to the podcast and dropped me a line and was like, you know, he said he was angry about being 29 and feeling like he had nothing to show for it. And I'm like, motherfucker, that's everybody. I was like, dude, your 20s are amazing. Enjoy them. Your 30s fucking blow the worst. Your 40s are the best. Because now you got a little bit of a grasp on life. You've made some massive mistakes. You've probably gone through a divorce or two. This is when shit starts getting good, man. Fucking enjoy it, dude. Enjoy it. Uh, what's up, Char? How are you? Hi, Gracie. What's up, D? Thank you guys for dropping on to the uh, to the live feed. Really appreciate it. Uh, if you're just hopping on, don't forget. Oh, Mira. What's up, Mira? I didn't see you on there. How are you? And Sally. Nice to see everybody. Olina, I love that she has a parent that takes her everywhere so she can do her craft. If my kids wanted to do something like that, I would do the same thing. Yeah. In fact, I think it is in Malcolm Gladwell's, oh, is it Outliers? I think it's Outliers. That book. He talks about how people who have a support system who bring them to places to be able to practice that sport, that art, whatever it might be. If you have parents in your life that will help facilitate practice time for you to do a thing, you are like 85% more likely to become a master at that craft. That's, it's not natural born talent. I mean, everybody's there. Are, yeah, there are some people out there that are natural born talent. Wayne Gretzky is Wayne Gretzky because he had a goddamn frozen pond in his backyard. And every winter he got up at 7 a.m. and went out there and skated until it was dark and came back in. Wayne Gretzky had 10,000 hours of ice time by the age of 11. That's why Wayne Gretzky is Wayne Gretzky. So they talk about Bill Gates. Bill Gates wouldn't have been shit if... The uh, If Michigan State, where I believe it was Michigan State, where he went to college, they had just implemented a computer lab. And Bill Gates figured out a way, because you had to pay to get into this thing. And Bill Gates figured out a way. I'm, I'm probably fucking this up. And if you read the book, you would know what I'm talking about. But Bill Gates figured out a way to kind of rig the system a little bit and be able to get his card to swipe every single time without having to pay. Because he was broke. But he would go in and use the computer lab and taught himself all about computers by rigging the card so that if that lab doesn't exist, if that if he doesn't figure out how to be able to swipe his card and get it for free, there's no Bill Gates. There's no Microsoft. There's no huge advancement. And I mean, we might be there by now, but we wouldn't be exactly where we're at. It would have been a different course. We would eventually gotten there. I talk about it like Carrie Underwood. Everyone goes, if it wasn't for American Idol, Carrie Underwood wouldn't be anywhere. Bullshit. Carrie Underwood is Carrie Underwood because Carrie Underwood is Carrie Underwood. We would have found her regardless of where she came from. Yeah, she was slinging plates in a diner. Eventually, somebody would have heard her and put her on a goddamn stage somewhere, and we would still have Carrie Underwood. It would just be a different path. Because she had parents. and I mean, her dad basically had said they... I think the story goes, her dad drove her to the airport to go do American Idol. And she was like, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. I, I don't think I should do it. And her dad said, here's the deal. I have busted my ass to get you to this point. If 
you make me turn this car around and drive back to the middle of goddamn nowhere without you getting on that plane, we're done. I'm not helping you anymore. I have done everything I can. You are an adult. You need to make these decisions on your own. If you are not going to do this, I'm done. And she was like, put me on the plane, and the rest is history. Uh, what's up, Orange Love? Wayne, what's up, dude? How are you, buddy? Um, yeah, so I, I don't know. When I watched that, that gal last night for the first time, I went, that girl has something. She's funny. She's charismatic. People like her. You're immediately drawn to her. Now all you got to do is just form it, dude. You're a giant piece of granite be Michelangelo and chisel that shit away and eventually become the, I see it. I, I hope your parents and I hope other people see it because I saw it immediately last night. The second she got on stage, I was like, Oh, give that girl a decade. She will fucking blow the doors off of any room. It's all you got to do. Work at it. Stick at it. It sucks. It's a fucking pain. Ask Wayne. Wayne can tell you <laughs> fucking, this is ridiculous. Why do we do this to ourselves? Christ. I just signed up to go do a gig for, it's a seven and a half hour drive. One way. I got a show on a Thursday. I wake up. I drive seven and a half hours. I do a show. I drive seven and a half hours back and then do a show the next night. Why do we do this to ourselves? Cause you fucking love it. You love it. You absolutely love it. It's a, Fucking, it's so ridiculous that we do it to ourselves, but you really love it. <laughs> I, I'm telling you guys, I'll give you, listen, not to sound like a weirdo stalker guy, but I'm in six months. If this girl keeps working at it, she'll be on a show. I'll tell you where to go see her. You'll see what I'm, hopefully you see what I'm seeing. Cause fuck man. It's, it's like invigorating when you see that you get excited for people. As comics, people usually shit all over everybody else. I don't like that. Also, why do you care about what other people are doing? Knock that off. For as much as you should not care about what other people are doing, also don't care that other people care what you're doing. <laughs> well, it's a good place to be in life. Tell everyone to fucking pound sand. That's what I would say. Um, D, we make time for what we love. Absolutely. Yep. Yep, Wayne, the attention. Yeah, no, you're right, man. You're right. I preface, every time I do that bit about my dad, I preface it every single time with, um, everything Everything turns out okay, everybody. And you're going to hear this story, and you might be like, oh, I don't know if this is, is this funny or not? When you hear the story, just always keep in the back of your mind that everything turns out okay. My dad living his best life. I'm on stage trying to get the validation of strangers. Everybody, it's, it all works out, okay? He's right. The attention. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, let's see. So, what's up, Jamie? Gracie, Malcolm Gladwell is so good. Absolutely, man. Those last couple of books, like, Matt, oh, match. Oh, fuck, dude. It's, it just it blows your mind, man. Absolutely blows your mind. Another podcast that I like to listen to, which is sort of in the realm of... Malcolm Gladwell is Freakonomics, which was an amazing book and a really good documentary. But then the Freakonomics podcast, it's sort of like the underbelly of everything. You know, they when the $15 minimum wage came out, they did a two-part episode. They did a two-part episode? Yeah, two-part episode about, is it good? 
should we be giving people a $15 minimum wage? Because everyone's like, hey, dude, there's inflation. Should we be giving them $15? And Freakonomics went, okay, that's a valid point. But what about trying to get people out of jobs that are shit? Like, I get you got to live, but when you're getting paid $9 an hour, that should be a motivator to get you to the next spot so you can make that $23, $27, $32, $55 an hour eventually. That should be a motivator. And I, I kind of agree with that. I don't know. Are you worth $15 an hour? I hope so. <laughs> you should definitely try to get there. Gracie, Freakonomics is awesome. Fuck yeah, dude. Oh, yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Wayne, a lot of luck in the biz. I agree with that, but you also, you also have to be prepared when those things come around. Because if, you're, if you aren't prepared and those, you know, those opportunities happen, I, I think it was, what the, oh, Jesus Christ, I'm going to screw this. I, I should have probably looked it up. Um, Herb Brooks, when he was like, uh, you know, luck is what happens when preparation meets opportunity. And that's what you got here tonight, boys. This is your time, your time. But I agree. You got to be prepared for it. And when those things happen, you know, are there instances when like you happen to be at a show and somebody who is a bigger name comes in and they catch your set? And then, yeah, was that luck? Absolutely. But did you also work 10 years to be that good of a comic so that when this person came and saw you, you were prepared and ready to go and they see what you did, you know? So I don't know. It is luck. You're right. But if it was all luck, then people who've only been on stage nine times would be getting Netflix specials and they don't. So it's a lot of preparation as well. What's up, Nate Hood? How are you, buddy? How are you, man? Uh, real quick. Oh, wait a minute. Hang on a second. Mira, are you saying people have to be worth it to be paid enough not to be homeless? I, Mira, I'm going to disagree with you. Uh, first off, I don't know anybody who is mentally capable of holding down a job to also be homeless. It's not like fucking, you know, man, Crisco did this shit when we were on the radio show one time and it pissed me off. Because he's like, you're always just one paycheck away from being homeless. Fuck no, you're not. You're, that's not, there's no way you're not. It's out, there's not, no. Because if you have good people around you and about 95% of, even more than that probably, I bet like 98% of all people that are suffering from homelessness have either mental illness or drug addiction. It's got to be one of the two. Because if you are somebody that can hold down a job and be able to keep good relationships, you always have a couch to sleep on. Always. It doesn't matter. But if you are suffering from mental illness and, you know, bipolar, schizophrenic, you don't have the right medication, you're addicted to drugs. That's where home, it's not it's not like you are able bodied and then you're like, well, I guess I'm just down on my luck. So now I'm homeless. I hate that fucking narrative. That's such that's such bullshit. I don't agree with that. Not one bit. Um. Wayne, but you decide to skip a mic and that's when the new club owner visits. That's exactly. Yes. <laughs> that's what I'm saying though, man. But eventually if you're that good, like that's the Carrie Underwood thing I was talking about. The Carrie Underwood thing is even though American Idol got Carrie Underwood where she is, eventually we would all be talking about Carrie Underwood. It'd be just a different path. She's that goddamn good. We would. That's why I didn't like when people were like, can you believe Lori Laughlin was getting her kids into USC, taking spots away from kids that are actually smart? Those kids that are actually smart will probably end up on their feet while Lori Laughlin's daughter will still be a dumb dumb. They will figure it out. If they're that good, they'll figure it out. Uh, let's see. Jamie, true. The homeless population out here in 
SLC. Salt Lake City. Yeah, it's exactly like that. Yeah, and it's sad. It's absolute. It's horrendous, man. Like even my dad, who is one of the biggest drug addicts ever, my dad is so addicted. Still has a a roof over his head. He is capable of that. His rent is only fifty dollars a month, and it's a total shithole. But he still has a roof over his head. So that narrative of hey man, one paycheck away from being homeless. No, you're not. You're not. Ugh, let's let's stop that. Let's stop that. Because that is not. I've never known anybody to have that demotivate them. Well, fuck it. I guess I'll just go live in a box. No, no, no. <laughs> You figure it out, man. Should we raise the minimum wage? Yeah, absolutely. But I don't know. Sometimes people got to prove their, because McDonald's has proved many times like, hey man, you want 15 bucks an hour? Fuck it. We'll just automate this. You know, it's kind of true. So anyway, uh, wipe, 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 wipe. We don't need to talk about that. Good vibes here, everybody. Good vibes. Real quick before I, uh, before we get out of here, I came across a video last night and wanted to share, I don't know if we've talked about this at all, but I, I, a year ago, I took a trip to Montana, to Kalispell, Montana. Had never been, wanted to go see the mountains, kick it a couple of days at Glacier National Park. Beautiful place. Spent a few, a few days running around, going to breweries, hanging by myself, flying the drone, taking pictures. It was kind of fun. I wish I would have probably, you know, brought my daughter with me. She didn't want to go. I get it. Totally get it. So I just you know stared at an Airbnb hostel and it was fun. It was a great time. However, I did one night I was walking through downtown Kalispell, went up to a wine bar, walked in, and I could hear I saw a sign that said concert tonight. I was like, ooh, what do we got here, everybody? Who do we got down the way? What do we got going on, everybody? And I walk into this joint, and there's a dude by the name of Dan Dubuque. Dan Dubuque is a slide guitar player that I when I walked in this cat was playing Incubus Wish You Were Here which obviously I'm a huge Incubus fan so I go walking in I hear this cat playing and immediately man I'm taken back by him I'm like oh my god dude yeah like that was like my dude this album is like where it's at dude you can kind of see him on the Instagram live Definitely can catch them on the uh, the Facebook and the YouTube live right now. Thank you, everybody, hopping on those as well. Really appreciate it. But this dude was blowing my mind. And this is him playing Daft Punk's Get Lucky. Turn this up a little bit. I think he may have also been on America's Got Talent. Turn this up a little bit. This dude played everything from Incubus to Tool to Christ, man. He was playing Katy Perry songs, you name it. Daft Punk. Yeah, he was a blast, man. It was fun to watch him. I was just like so captivated by it. So I got a glass of wine. I sat down. There was a, a lovely young woman who was sitting at a table by herself watching Dan. And I had walked up and I said... I don't know you. I'm really sorry. I don't want to be a creeper, but it feels kind of weird just sitting at a table by myself and there's all these people that are wanting tables. So do you mind if I sit down? Yeah, there you go. So I said that, do you mind if I uh, hop on with you and uh, hang out? And she was like, no, absolutely. Go for it. So we, uh, we sat down together, 
had a couple glasses of wine, watched Dan just destroy a set. And that was the place wasn't packed, but it was fun, you know. Played every song, like every awesome kick-ass hit song from the 2000s and like new metal songs. Dude was playing everything. So at the uh, at the end of it, I uh, I got the guy's name, started following him on Instagram. And then yesterday, um, I happened to catch a video from him and went, oh my God, dude, that's right. Dan Dubuque. I just wanted to show it, throw it out there and just go, you guys got to check this guy out, man. He's such a talent. Such a talent. As Char said, amazing. Such a talent. Absolutely. Hell yeah. Wayne, I'll brewery with you sometime. You bet your goddamn ass you will, Wayne. You bet your goddamn ass you will. Um, There's a couple of new places, too, that just popped up. Art of World this weekend. Probably go down to Northeast Minneapolis. I've been trying to find something to go into my new bathroom that is uh, bathroom related. I saw a gal. We went to an art show. I think it was Schmidt's Brewing a couple of weeks ago in St. Paul. And there was a gal who like painted all sorts of stuff, man. Ajax bottles. She was painting Campbell's soup. She was painting. It's basically just household items. And I was like, oh, this is. And the work was amazing. I said, you got uh, you got like a roll of Charmin in there? And she goes, no. And I'm like, dude, if you had a roll of Charmin, I would buy the original and hang it in my bathroom because I got to get something. So I've been trying to find something to go into that. I just I have no idea what to put there. So anyway, I've been searching online. I was thinking about the big Lebowski when he's sitting on the toilet and he's like, do I look like I'm fucking married? The fucking toilet seats up, man. My wife. Do I look like I'm married? This is what you get, Donnie. This is what you get. I'll let you guys finish that yourself. Find this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher every day at 945 a.m. It's live on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Again, I'm Rudy Povich. We'll see you guys June 9th for Stand Up Raw. Jesus, why does it always leave my mind when i'm about to say it stand up rock comedy at the crane downtown minneapolis june 11th uh spring street tavern club underground for the dirty show thank you guys very much for taking a long walk to cleveland seeking the truth never gets old introducing june's journey the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery join june parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games.